Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, y'all, welcome to Pink Shade. It is a Love After Lockup finale edition. And what a finale it was. They gave us two hours of the best show on television. And I'm excited that I have my Love After Lockup correspondent. It's Kimberly from Date with Dateline here to discuss this shit show with me. How you doing? So excited. (laughs) It was a two hour. I couldn't believe it. A two hour. How did we get so lucky? I know. They've blessed us. We're truly hashtag blessed. And uh, I put on our Instagram account, you guys follow us, at Pink Shade Pod. The three best things that happened to me were when um, Jeff went out in the yard and Rage took his shirt off <laughs> and then threw a two-by-four on the ground. He's really perfected that, that uh, use, you know, like, use what you have in your yard as a gym. <laughs> you know? And the producer, yeah. the subtitle is like the producers being like, you got to stop, Bubba. They called him Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably his nickname. I mean, he's acting like a Bubba. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other uh, beautiful, perfect thing was the last thing we saw actually was um, Doug's latest mugshot was, you know, I mean, that's like only last week. That's pretty, pretty fresh. Yeah. Pretty fresh. Pretty fresh. Yeah. He, um, I liked the long hair. I liked it. Uh, it looked, he probably needed a shower. Um, but yeah, he wasn't looking his best. You know, um, Natalie Bannon, who's one of our listeners, and she's amazing. She posted that he looks like Timothy Chalamet, but like on crack. And you're that is really, really accurate. Right? Yeah. Because he is sort of hot like Timothy Chalamet, but it's just like one turn away from looking like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If Timothy Chalamet had made like 18 bad life choices. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that was. Yeah, and I loved that. And then I loved, of course, when they told us at the end that Dougie Jr. was with Rachel. I almost started crying. I was so, I think I said yes by myself mm-hmm. and then felt very sad that I was so invested. I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's for always or if it's back and forth. Either way, he'll have her, you know, and she posted like hashtag like once a stepmother, always a stepmother, you know. Um, I do continue to believe that she does have a daughter. That she just never mentions. Never mentions. I could be completely wrong about that. Somebody let me know. But I do believe that it was Linda from 90 Day the Melanated Way who told me that. And, and she knows stuff. Yeah. She's like a blogger, YouTuber with millions yeah. of followers. And and those people know things that I don't know. I could know if I tried, but I don't. Because I feel like she said stuff like, to be a mother. To have a family and all this stuff. Mm. Like, she's going out of her way, I feel like, to not acknowledge the daughter's um, presence, which is good if that's what the daughter wants. She's very much respecting her wishes. Yeah, because she wants to go to school and be like, that lady you saw it pick up, don't know her. Don't know, yeah. Mm-mm. Rachel Drash? Like, not- nope. Mm-mm. Not my mom. She might say, that's Rachel Drash. 
That's my mom is Rachel. <laughs> she was on SNL. She's very funny. Yeah. You guys didn't, you know. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, Rachel was um, at a theme park, like, you know, before the finale. And she kept saying, like, oh, the kids are on the ride. And she was she was like, she's like me at a theme park. Like, I'll pay like $250 to go to Disney and be like, I'll hold the coats. <laughs> Hand me your umbrella. I'll be right here. Um, the kids have gotten me to go twice on. It's a Seven Dwarves. uh uh, ride and it's called mine train and so you get on like a little like you're going through the mine hi ho hi ho off to work we go and you know you see the diamonds and the cute things sparkling on the wall and you're in a little cart like dee, 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 dee. and then no whoosh, straight down the hill <laughs> they tricked me they were like look it's seven dwarves it's gonna be fine i was like oh how bad could that be yeah snow white and all that no it was a um it was a mine train from hell it went into deeps deep and it was like down it made you think you were underground and the whole time i was going i know no i didn't sign up for this no i mean if there's anything little kids like to play role play like they play shop sometimes Mm -hmm. where they have a store they play doctor's office um i've never seen kids play let's pretend we're minors (laughs) that doesn't seem like a great idea for a ride well, they have video of me screaming and saying, no, no, I was lied to. No, no. <laughs> this is not to. yeah, not what you told me. No, I no. object to this whole ride. <laughs> yes. I. Uh, but they're like, you come, you know, I take them there and they're like, and then you do nothing. I'm like, I do. It's a small world. Yeah. I like to do, there's a Toy Story one where they sort of spin you around and you can like with your um, choo-choo, choo-choo, like shoot things okay. on the wall. I like that one. That's, to me, that's real daring. But anything that involves like spinning and dropping yeah. and... Mm-mm. I'm too old for that now. I used to like that stuff, but I'm too old. I hit a peak in my 30s where the teacups made me physically ill. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, and I used to be able to do that. But my husband is like the kids in that any ride he'll go. And sometimes so we went um, a couple of years ago, we had gone on a, a Disney cruise and then we went to Universal because we're all very, you know, like you, we're all very into Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, my husband, not never, never read a book, only seen the movies. We've read all the books at, twice. And so we loved it. So we wanted to do all the Hogwarts stuff and we did. We had the best time. And then we left that part of Universal and went over to the other like regular part where they have like the Simpsons and all that stuff. And there was some sort of roller coaster situation where like you get in your seat and then basically like you're laying on your back in like a you know, like you're, it's as if you're in a sitting position, but you're on yes, your back. So your yes. knees are up and then you're going up, 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 no, and then drop no, forward. No, no, thank you. No. And, no. um, even my kids would not go on that, but my husband went by himself <laughs> and we laid him. and we laid on the grass and watched him and thought like, well, I guess if the, that, if it goes terribly awry, we'll all be watching. Better him um, than me. Mm-mm. Yeah. He got off and he was like, that was something. but yeah i don't enjoy any of that but rachel was at the park and she was saying like i didn't know this park was going to be all these scary rides i thought it was going to be like fun stuff and you know and she was like you know luckily for me i don't even meet the height requirement of half of it (laughs) um but yeah so she kept saying the kids the kids kids yeah so you know maybe she was trying to make us think it was uh dougie the third and a and a friend or what but either way we're thrilled that even if it's only part-time he gets yes. her in his life yeah i almost think the whole thing was worth it so that mm-hmm. he could find her and have her help raise him i do too i do too i, ca- I can't remember if we're gonna see them on this next one but we'll find out next week all right all right let's get into it shall we this is called secret cellmates 
cellmates, C-E-L-L, like cell phone, and also get it. You get it because of the cell phone. And he was, and she was texting. Did you I get gotcha. it? I gotcha. Okay, all right. All Very right. clever. I didn't have to explain that. All right. I so. actually wasn't paying attention, so I didn't get it. <laughs> I went, once I wrote it down, I was like, aha, that's <laughs> cool. Um, I was I was speaking to Kyle yesterday about the 90-day uh, tell-all that just happened, and I was, he hadn't seen Love After Lockup, the finale yet. And I was like, oh. I was like, well, I, I was like don't spoil anything for yourself, because I didn't want to tell him about Dougie Jr. and all that. I was like, but I will tell you that the way Rachel finds out that he's got this other girl is not what I expected. No, it was very intense. It was. And we got to see, like, the receipts. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, let's start with um, our faves, uh, Donate and Nicole Sr. So uh, she wakes up in the bed with Tia, and um, we all agreed that you had the best analogy of Tia, which was Bobby from King of the Hill and Tignataro. Tig- okay. Yeah. And then add some but face tats. You know tats. what? It now, it, with a lot of face tats, but you know what? Now I'm hearing, who else did I hear? I, I kind of think it. it's it's a little bit of an insult to Tignataro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean to do that at all. Um, who? What I really saw in this episode is a lesbian Justin Bieber. Like that's that's mm. what I see now, and a little bit with the the way she talks too. Hey, girl, like that. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl, you're looking fine over there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, does Justin Bieber have face tattoos? He's pretty close. He's creeping He's up the He's getting there for mm-hmm. sure. He's going to make that bad decision very, any time. Now I have it said in my Google alerts. I'm sure it's happening. <laughs> you know that, uh, for some reason I was, uh, probably because I was talking about my daughter's love for tattoos at dinner last night with our friends. And, um, we were saying that my friend was saying that her brother, who's you know, 48 or whatever is, has been in a three year process of getting a tattoo removed off his back and it's because, really painful i heard yeah and it's all same place and it, because he had something that was chinese symbols that of course lol meant something, meant something else and he did it when he was 18 and he's now you know 30 years later and then he kept trying to like cover it and fix it and so it, she was like and then it became like a big black blob like we don't even know what it was <laughs> she's like but he's been like three years and he has to go like you know he would go for a couple of months and then take a break. Yeah. And he'd go for a couple of months because it's painful. Yeah. And um, she said it's still like some of it outline is still there, but mostly it's gone. And it took a much longer because it was like a tattoo over a tattoo like three times. Oh, my gosh. Because he kept trying to fix no. it. It was making it bigger and worse. No. But we, then we started talking about how Pete Davidson, you know, is in this process yes. of removing all his. And I think he's starting, and same with Pharrell Williams, is starting from, like, neck down. Wow. So, yeah. uh, basically, I was right um, mm. in my tirade against the neck tattoos, mm. and I should take back, I redact my apology. Okay. I made an infamous apology <coughs> that was not very heartfelt, and <laughs> it sounded like a politician reading a speech that their lawyer wrote for them, and I take it back. Do you remember when Kathy Griffin did that, um, you know, a Trump doll head with ketchup yes, on it? Yes, of course. Yeah. And then she had to apologize. Yeah, yeah. And then she then she apologized for her apology. Yeah, exactly. That's, she was like, I, am, I didn't. Mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't really mean that. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I keep having to cough. No it's problem. Because I, drank, I drank this little um, shake thing. And like I said, bad idea. I was getting caught. <laughs> 
Okay, so she um, she wakes up with Tia, and she says they did not have sex, but they did fool around. I guess she says she got um, too drunk and was afraid that she would throw up. So <coughs> she goes to meet with uh, Donate, and Tia waits in the car. What did you think about that? That was weird. You know, I was kind of feeling like she was being supportive because she was saying things like, I know you don't want to do this because you don't feel good. Just go in. Just do your best. Almost like a mom. Like, mm-hmm. just do the best you can. <laughs> just be honest with him. I know it's you don't feel good, but just, you know, get you can do this. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'm Team Tia. Um, maybe. Ma- I'm not really Team Tia, yeah. Yeah, so an hour passes, and she's sitting out there by this fire pit, and Tia, I guess, is 12 feet away in the car. It's very strange. And um, Oh, in her red Beamer. Yeah. Tia's not doing too bad in North Carolina. I don't know what's going on there, but she's doing all right. And um, I don't think an ex-felon needs to be driving a red car. You know, that's higher on the insurance. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, he comes up, and um, he says, and he says, um, he says, you lied to me. You lied to me and my mama. And now I've seen you on social media with Tia. And he says, two nights, two different exes. Now, did you have sex with these people? And she goes, shoot, you know, like I needed clarity. Now, she she never answered that question. And he says, listen, if you love me, the least you can do is leave those motherfuckers off your social media. And then they fight about deleting stuff off social media. Now, as they're fighting about that, here comes Tia. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> uh listen hi i just want to talk to you like i'm tia, like, I'm, tia. I'm not trying to step on your toes like we weren't kissing or nothing it's not like that i was like that's a good impression thank you i was like it is exactly like that and we saw it on camera close up action of almost your butt crack like it is like that it is like that so tia says um listen I've known about you since prison and uh you know listen I've known about you and look you're 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 more good looking in person than I thought <laughs> she's trying to kiss up to him you're handsome and he's like t- he falls for it he's like thank you very much I appreciate that like and then he says Nicole never gives him compliments so he's like Tia do you want to marry me he says the most savage line of the whole show you're a handsome gentleman yourself. Oh my god, that oh my god. And then the can it like screeched like a record. <laughs> like yes. and, the, and the shot goes uh, I mean that was terrible. That was that, not cool. And, it was not cool. And but it was I funny. Don't, <laughs> I don't know if he just is like ignorant about that. I don't know if he meant it as a diss or if he's just uneducated about Well, it's both. Okay. It's both. He certainly doesn't understand somebody being bisexual and being right. attracted to both. And maybe in his mind, he thought Tia was a guy. Like, he might not, just might right. not Right, he might just not understand. I, we don't think he's that bright. No. And so, um, Tia says, uh, okay, listen, so what's your plan for the future here? And he says, listen, you know, I plan to marry Nicole. I want to marry her and have kids and the whole thing. And so Tia just looks at Nicole and goes, okay, so you need to pick. It's going to be me or it's got to be Zach or him or, you know, whatever. You got to make a decision, girl. And she's then she goes, let's go over here and talk. And then she says, if you if that's what you want, if that's what you want, that over there, if that is what you want, <laughs> I'll fall back. I'll fall back. I'll go back home. I'll fall back. And Nicole's like, I don't know. Like she's so hungover. (laughs) Nicole's so hungover. She's like, oh my god. She was like, I I just she's got like one eyelash hanging off (laughs) the night before. 
And she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. and I don't want to have this conversation. And Tia goes, look, listen, girl, I'm going to be in the same room I was in tonight. And so I'm going to go to the bar. If you want me, I'll be in the bar. And Nicole says, well, shoot, like, I don't know what to do because I want them both. And then she doesn't even mention Zach. Poor Zach just got no, just hit it and quit the it. Sex with Zach mm. was unimpressive, she said. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think Zach has been written off. Yeah. Unless and, she's like really drunk one night and desperate. And and speaking of of the three gentlemen, Zach is the most handsome. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And listen, I'm not well, calling no, Tia, Tia a gentleman. I'm, I, I, yeah. I'm joking. Tia actually is in the face. Like, if you look at that face without yeah. those side tattoos. Very, very pretty. Very cute. Okay. So, um, okay. So, she goes back to donate. And she's like, this is going to be a bad conversation. I think I'm going to throw up. So, she tries to talk to him. And she's like, look, I, I, I do love you. And I do want to be with you. But here's what I think. I think we should be in an open relationship. Because uh, I'm not ready to lose you, but I'm not ready to lose Tia either. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. After all this I've been through with you, I'm not interested in sharing. And I want to be with a woman who wants to be with only me and is mm-hmm. loyal. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, donate. Stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was shocked. Yeah, it doesn't last, but but he was strong in the moment. And, <laughs> and, and, and he says, um, that's right. I, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. And if I walk away... I walk away right now. This is the last you're going to see me. And she's like, you know, yeah, I'm only 23 and I'm not ready to settle down. And so she walks off with Tia and they make out while he just seems to be sort of lurking around, walking in circles like he lost his car. Mm. Like he's like, weep, 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 weep. Where's my car? <laughs> Instead, he lost his fiance. Yes. He's like, whoop, 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 whoop. And, um, and so he, the next scene we see is Derek takes uh, Deontay out to a pond. And this is the, the scene we've been waiting for the whole season because we saw it in the preview, yeah. however, like a couple of months ago. And he takes him out to the pond and he has a little coffin. So what we thought was he was going to put all her shit, you know, on a, yeah, on a but barge I thought and that push stuff it out. Is way, that coffin's way too small, especially if he has another teddy bear that's huge. It's not going to fit in there. Well, I thought he was going to put her cell phone in there and like burn up her cell phone. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because first I thought it was a little box. And then I realized realized it was, in fact, a little mini coffin. It is. Which like, where did you get that? Where did you get that? I need to know because I feel like this would be healthy for a lot of girls I know that are still hurting from breakups. And it would be a great gift for somebody. Especially because it floated. It floated and lit on fire. Mm -hmm. I mean. Well, we don't know if Nicole Jr. lit on fire. Because that was pure Made out of PVC pipe or something. <laughs> the toxins um, that went into the air that night. Yeah, there's people out there fishing like, what did I catch? Oh, my God. It's a little mini torso. So the whole thing is kind of macabre, really, if you think about it. Um, and so um, so they put Nicole Jr. in this little coffin, and they have a little funeral. And he says, here lies, you know, my dick candy. I don't know what he said. So, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. That was it's- gross. I'm sorry. That was disgusting. It's funny because he's saying, like, I no longer need you. But mm. he needs her more than ever because he doesn't have the real Nicole anymore. He needs to get a new one. Yeah. A new one. Yeah. And uh, this one he could decorate. I was just thinking, like, he's missed a great opportunity to, like, mm-hmm. really draw some boobies on there. Yeah. And, like, and draw, like, some abs. Yes. Um, so. A tattoo that has his name on it. Yes. Like, right on the boob. Yes. He could oh draw that God. on. 
Yes, he could really he could really hire like a tattoo artist to like yes. make it look authentic. Yes. So Deontay says, "Yeah, it's it's uh, Nicole Junior who's been with me through it all, but I have no more use for her. I have to move on. She's been good to me, but I need the real thing." They set it on fire and they push it out to sea, which is just a neighborhood pond. And <laughs> and Derek says, "Now listen, I hope if he gets rid of the doll, that means he gets rid of her." And Nicole tells uh, the producer. <sighs> Deontay will come back around. They always do. Uh, and Derek, uh, I hate and Derek, her. <laughs> I hate her too. And Derek's like, listen, you got to find another woman and you don't need to go to those prison sites no more. And he goes, I learned my lesson. Now, they did not give us the line that they gave us in the preview, which was he said, you need to go find like a Russian woman. <gasps> 90 and, fiance. And, and he said, Donald Trump won't let me do that. <gasps> oh yeah. Now, I think he meant like because of um, immigration laws, he wouldn't be able to get a Russian woman. But he did say that. They did say that in the preview, but they took that line out because maybe they felt it was too controversial. I don't think anything on the show is too controversial. I mean, we just saw a sex doll getting pushed out to a pond <laughs> yeah. and, and blown up. So where I think are their that, standards, but we can't criticize Donald Trump. I don't understand. Right, yeah, I mean, we got it. We got it. I need a Deontay spinoff a 90 Day Fiance. That would be amazing. What I really want, I have made another controversial statement on um, a date with Dateline, which was that certain people, if they've made ridiculously bad relationship decisions over and over again, their family members should be able to take over their relationships like a conservatorship. And um, so like if you're if you're like divorced and your kids are saying this person's using you, this person's using you and it happens like three times, Mm -hmm. three strikes, you're out. Your kids get to pick your next person. They have to approve of the person if you want to marry them. And I think Derek should be that person for Deontay and for everyone else on the show. Well, because in Stan's case, he's only on strike two. I think he had a inmate girlfriend before, but it didn't go very... Well, maybe not. Maybe Stan's only on strike one. But he's no, really doubled wa- down. Wasn't there... I mean, there were other girls he was talking to, for sure. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same with um, Anissa, as we found out. Um, so okay. maybe two strikes, you're out. One strike, you're out. Yeah, I think... Once I think, should be enough. Yeah, I think if you try to go back to that prison well, and it didn't work the first time, and Rachel would be in the same situation. Because she... Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. All right, speaking of Stan... Stan is in the kitchen looking at his books and his stocks to see what he can afford for a car for her. Now, did you notice on the counter in the background, and I looked at it and paused it and zoomed in and zoomed out, he had something on the counter. It was a white plastic box that had like a turn thing on the side, like to just spit something. And what I figured out it was, was, um, so you can get these at CVS or various, um, I used to work um, as an executive assistant for this pharmacy company, and they had this product where you could get your pill your packs. Pills. Mm-hmm. And so you turn it, and then Monday comes out in yeah. a package, or like Monday afternoon comes I out in a package. I need that. It's a, yeah. I'm on like 18 medications. It's perfect. Honest to God, when I saw that, I was like, good for you, Stan. How can I get one of these for my daughter for college? Because she takes a few things every day, and I'm worried she'll forget. Yeah. And so I think that if you have like your own pills, you can get one of those and it'll seal it up every day for you. And it'll like, you could put all your pills in and say like one a day. I trust the machine Mm -hmm. to not accidentally kill me. Well, that's a good point. And I mean, maybe Lisa's in there cranking it several times while he's sleeping. That's a great point. 
he's up there having night terrors and she's cranking that machine triple but then time. they'll come in and they'll fingerprint the knob and they'll see that she was on there she was helping <laughs> she was helping to- she's his caretaker she yeah. was giving him the meds and yeah. she doesn't know what he did right because he has night terrors and we don't know what he does in his sleep um Somebody wrote me this week, uh, I think it was on Patreon, and said, love, you know, love when Kimberly's on doing Love After Lockup. I love what you said. Um, and Stan settling down to bed for his night terrors. <laughs> and I was like, did I say that? That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> Sometimes people write me stuff like that. And I'm sure you get this all the time. And you're like, did I say that? Oh, my God. I don't remember anything I say the second we're done recording. So yeah, people and, say, and people listen to our old episodes all the time. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah, yeah. like, you said this hilarious thing in 2017. And like, I don't remember. You're like, thank really? You. I was That's funny awesome. four years ago. How I had amazing. no idea. Um, okay, so he's looking at his books. He's trying to see what kind of car he can buy. And he says he really wants to offer her a nice lifestyle. Did he's you notice real- this is like the only time she is actively engaged in a conversation with him is when she's like, she's like has a calculator out. He's going over all of his money and she's like, oh, and is that okay? Is that included? Is that yearly? Is that monthly? It, where, is interest included in that? Like, she's very invested. He said something about 120K, and she goes, monthly or yearly? Mm-hmm. I was like, calm down, girl, monthly? <laughs> you wouldn't be living in that house if it was monthly. What the hell? You'd get more than a $12,000 budget for a car. Mm-hmm. So um, he says he's taking her out of her drug-filled environment. So, you know, we see this a lot on these shows, 90 Day 2. He's, he's saving her, right? Yeah. She doesn't really want to be saved. She pretty much hates him. So... um. <laughs> Our hero Dash comes over. Dash and Derek could really start their own show. Is Dash um, wealthy <clears throat> as well? Because mm-hmm. regardless, I would marry him. I think he's cute? an adorable older gentleman, and he has good sense. Good sense, nice clothes. Uh, I believe he has money. I think they're like, you know, they go and go out and hit the golf balls. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> that's the last time I'm going to do that, I promise. So, I, um I'm like, let me see what I can get out of my throat. Everyone right on- with misophonia hates you right now, but I don't care. Nobody listens to our podcast that has that. Okay. Or they would they would have stopped listening a long time ago. <laughs> um, all right. So Dash comes over and he's like, yeah. So he needs Dash to go with him to get the car because Lisa doesn't have a license. So she can't drive it back. Or they won't let her drive it off the lot, probably. Okay, yeah. If she can't show a license yet. So. He's like, yeah, the car's going to be thirteen k, and it's going to be in both of our names. And um, yeah, you know, I just paid thirty two hundred dollars in Illinois to help her speeding tickets, and uh, I'm paying to get her license back. You know, she's she's yeah, she's very happy with me, but she's not using me for my money after he just listed off all these things. <laughs> um, now while he's gone, Lisa is in his show off room or whatever he calls it, and she's looking at his baseball card collection. Oh my god. And she's on the Google looking up how much each of them costs. Signed, not signed, you know, whatever. I'm surprised she didn't get an Excel spreadsheet going so she mm-hmm. could total what everything was worth. Yeah, she was she's like, like is that one signed? Okay, it looks here like if it's signed, it's worth this. Like mm-hmm. she is, she could be an appraiser. Um, mm-hmm. This is how into this she is. She was like, Babe Ruth, no way. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty good. And so, they keep cutting to Stan being like, she's not using me for my money. And then they cut <laughs> to her being like, oh, this one is worth 12000 Is that right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he tells Dash, she's like, you know, I've got nothing to lose here. What? And um, he goes, I'm just so tired of being alone. And Dash, Dash says, is he being taken advantage of? Time will tell, and it won't be a lot of time before we tell. 
And then some girl calls Lisa and was like, what's going on? She's like, I just need a little more time here. And the girl's like, I love you and I miss you. She's like, I love you too. So we don't know if this is like her sister, her best friend, Mm -hmm. her her bunkie, or her girlfriend. Like, we don't know. Right. We're led to believe it's a girlfriend, okay? So we're led to believe that she's laying the foundation for stealing everything in his home and running away with the car. That's what we're being led to believe. Is Question... If mm-hmm. Stan were to hire um, some sort of dominatrix, I don't know if that's the PC term, to come uh-huh. occasionally to his sex dungeon and mm-hmm. do stuff with him, and then maybe occasionally hire an escort or someone to spend nights and days with him just once in a while to keep him company, would mm-hmm. he be spending more than he is spending on Lisa? Well, I don't know the going rate for a dominatrix. Yeah. Um, or an escort. Nor do I. Uh, uh, so I don't know the answer to that. I think it's probably, you know, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and just kind of stick with the devil you know until that devil takes all your shit and leaves. Yeah. Um, so she's cleaning and cooking. She's like wiping down the cabinets and shit. I was like, what's going on? Like, okay, she's like I didn't cleaning. know we were even supposed to wipe down the front of things. Like. You are. I, I don't do it, but you are. Yeah. Yeah. The fronts of cabinets. No idea. Yeah. And also, is her brother going to be investigating the front of these guys? Like, ooh, they right. look messy. Is messy. her drug dealer, <laughs> for, like, on parole boyfriend or brother, going to be checking the um, dust the, level the, of the house? Yeah. yeah. The cleanliness of her environment. Yeah. So uh, her, she says her brother's coming over and they're cooking and everything. She's already told us she doesn't know how to cook. And she says, if things are going pretty good, like she and Stan are really getting along. So Rick and Debbie come over. Rick's the brother. Debbie is um, Lisa's godmother. Okay. They are eyeballing this place up, down, sideways. Look at that couch. I think it came from Haverty's. Like they are really, really trying to figure out what's happening in this house. They are very Again, interested. The brother got Lisa involved in selling meth. So mm-hmm. maybe don't be throwing stones. Also, you remember that. Only a couple of weeks ago, she was trying to get like $10,000 out of Stan to get him right. out of prison. And Stan's right. like, I think, it, I think he needs to stay in there and learn a lesson. Yeah, so he's fresh out of prison. Yeah. And um, so Rick and Debbie come over. Now, Debbie is the godmother, like we said. And Stan's like, old guy going, well, it's been dry, but it seems like we got some rain coming. Well, that ground could really, oh, oh yeah. It was so Chatting awkward, about the weather. this conversation. And Stan says, yeah. They're eating like chicken tenders or like buffalo wings or something, the frozen buffalo wings, and talking about the weather. Talking about the weather. And this guy is, this guy, Rick, the brother, is like, mm. So um, he goes, yeah, I think uh, everything is going really great between us. I'm taking good care of her. And uh, Rick tells us, I think Stan's a piece of shit. And I want to ask him why he threw herself on the lawn and has treated her horribly. Like, I want to know, okay? Again, you just got out of prison and you were selling meth. Well, still, Stan should not have thrown her garbage bags onto the street. That's true. Okay. But maybe you shouldn't have gotten your sister involved in things that landed her in prison. True. True. So, um, Rick says, uh, listen, man, I heard about you throwing her clothes in the yard. And, you know, my sister called me and she was bawling. She was bawling, crying. And Rick says, you know, she has had some bad situations. Her ex-husband beat her up and I'm used to coming in to help her like Superman. And I don't want anything to happen to my sister. She's already scarred enough from everything in her past. Now, meanwhile, what you have done to her and from how you got her hooked on drugs. So now Lisa's in the kitchen and she's telling Debbie, 
oh yeah, I mean, he's already spent well over 13K just helping me out. And uh, she tells us, you know, I've never had an actual job just selling drugs. So, you know, and I found Stan on seeking arrangements and I, I'll do what I'll have to do to get right, money. Right, because the producer says like, if he didn't have money, would you be with him? Yeah. Long pause, she- long pause, long pause. And then one of those, I don't even know how to answer that question. Yeah. The answer is, I would never have met him, so no. Right. So um, Rick says, I just want you to know, I'll always be around, and I'll always be watching, and I now know you're Dorco, so watch out, motherfucker. Except you're probably going to be in prison next week. So you're not always going to be around. He was real sweaty. (laughs) Real. He was real Everybody was in in sweaters, and it was chilly outside, and he was in a full dripping sweat. Um. And then we get a little interstitial where Lisa explains to us how she made strap-ons in prison. And then she finds a penis pump in a side drawer. What? And I missed this whole part. Are you serious? You fast-forwarded it because you thought it was commercial. It was, was commercial. in a, the commercial mm-hmm. break. Mm-hmm. Darn mm-hmm. it. Yeah, she explains how you uh, get bra straps and then something else. And then a t- I was half listening and half looking with one eye. <gasps> But it was something about how you wrap a tampon in something and then you <gasps> put it with your bra strap. And that's how you make your strap on. And then she looks in the side drawer. And Necessity it, is the mother of invention. <laughs> she looks in the um, side uh, stand side table because I think she's looking for to show us an example of a strap on. And she goes, oh, I don't know what this thing is, a penis pump. Anyway, closes that drawer. And then she goes in her room and finds a strap on that she made. And then she says, um, yeah, Did I had they a blur it out. No. She says, uh, I had a few girlfriends in prison. I had a few fans. Oh, my God. Okay. You, if, you, if you still got that on your DVR, just do a little rewind. Okay. Listen, she has the talent and she's good at it. And she, like she said in the last episode, she's willing to do things that other people are not willing to do in terms of backdoor action. And so good for her. Mm-hmm. She knows her strengths. And she's playing up to them. I agree. You go, girl. It's better than uh, uh, cooking meth and selling it. Yes. Okay? It's better. So um, Stan says, um, yeah, you know, Rick, he's just that protective big brother. <laughs> it was a little nerve-wracking. Um, <laughs> I thought he, he was going to hit Stan. I was a little nervous. I was scared he was going to grip his hand just a little too hard, yeah. you know, and, like, and just break it. Because Stan has, like, old man bones. Yeah, it's osteoporosis. Yeah. Um, so um, he says... Um, Rick says, normally I can tell when Lisa's conniving. Normally I can tell. But she says she really wants to make it work with Stan, but I don't think that's the truth. So he, Rick tells Lisa in the kitchen, I'm glad. I'm glad everything's going good. I'm glad everything's going great. Meanwhile, she's on her phone. Ticka, 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 get that she money. She does it right in front of him. Yeah. So we're led to believe. Who knows? That could have been That could have been earlier. Her extensions are like a foot down on her head at this point. The dark, only like, dark, only, dark roots. Only, only like two inches. It's, <laughs> it's it's still not enough for her to go back in and get them redone and have them look good. There's not enough hair there for her to put them under. There's I find just it not. so disturbing. It's like my, it's like the, someone on online was, oh, criminality, I think, was like, well, who's the hot mess you look forward to watching? And I said, Lisa's extensions. Like she, that is the character that I am rooting against on this show. Um. I'm rooting for them. I, here's what I'm rooting for. I'm, I want to give it like I want to give it like two months. Yeah, because your hair can grow. You know. Yeah, especially she needs if you've some got biotin those. or something, and mm-hmm. she can get it going. Yeah, 
I think she would, because she's got good bone structure. Yeah. So I think she can. And you know what's weird? Because you don't have a, as, I, as you know, I, all the listeners I have a real problem with fucked up teeth. <laughs> a real problem. Her teeth are a little fucked up. They're yes. just a little crooked. Yes. But I don't And she is missing them. at least one. Yeah, but when I, do, when I don't see the missing one and I just see how they're just a little janky in the front, a little bit like Mariah Plath. Yeah. Just a little janky in the yeah, front. Yeah, I find that endearing. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to get so much hate and be like, oh, well, you don't like this person. See, listen, I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when the tooth is just a little janky, I don't I don't mind it. Yeah, I'm like, I don't mind oh, it. It's, it's a little character. It like gets, Jewel. It is. The it's singer perfect. Jewel. Just a yes, little character. Exactly. Sometimes Most, perfection is boring, so mm. I like a little bit of different. But some, but there's a difference between her and um, Jeff. Anissa and Jeff. Yeah, Jeff is like missing half of his jaw, and yeah, that it. Mm. And even yeah. he is self conscious about it and wants to get it fixed along with the Gucci pants. Yeah, Gucci pants. Which Gucci is pants. coming first, teeth or Gucci pants? You know, this week on um or last week on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kyle went to Dorit's house for like a holiday sit down to talk about um, how they were going to diss on Erica Jane and then they didn't. But she was wearing green Gucci pants. They were green with like a white Gucci, you know, holiday style. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they were so cute. And I was like, now, would Jeff like those pants or does he want like more of a sweatpant type of look? Yeah, I just don't know what he saw on TV in prison that was mm-hmm. that was like that that caught his eye and that became the apex of what he desired when he was successful. Like those are the pants that will be my crowning achievement. That will mean that I have made it. Is mm-hmm. I don't know what show he was watching. Well, if he was watching this show, he got to see Maurice in his Gucci pants. Um, so Maurice uh, got out and had Jessica, and now he's got this other girl. And uh, somebody posted recently a picture of Maurice and then Jess, Jessica, that's her name, his wife. And then this other girl he's with now, and it said Maurice's pieces. Um, he was also holding a gun in the photo. Oh, classy. So, yeah, he's back in prison. Okay. And we, I was really rooting for him, too, because he was, talk about a hot felon. Okay. All right. So uh, now we go to my favorite, uh, Brittany and Ray. Still have all the high hopes just cemented this week. More high hopes for them. High hopes. You're looking at me like you don't agree. <laughs> Still um, think there's something wrong there. Okay. Now you with think Ray, it, I actually like Ray. I think. You think I it's think, her? I think she is breaking his spirit. I think. <laughs> He is starting to have dead eyes that it's like her dead eyes are rubbing off on him. Well, you, when he first got out and he was talking about what happened with his mom and everything, he's obviously been through quite a bit of trauma. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really has. Yeah. So I think some good old fashioned therapy. I, yeah. that, I feel like he did use the prison system to his advantage and that he got himself clean and got himself rehabilitated. I think he got his um, no. Well, because he only went in. Let's see. He went in when he was in his. 20, so he must have already high school. Okay, let's look. That's neat here. There, okay. Eight days, he's been eight days out of the halfway house, so he's been out of prison for a couple of months. He's eight days now at Brittany's house. So the dad and the sister are going to come over, and she's like, Yeah, like I told him just to stop by. They don't know you're here, but you know, go ahead and put on some pants. You put on some <laughs> pants. I have that monitor, and um, she is so self conscious about that monitor. I mean. When he sits down, you're going to see it, yeah. unless you're going to put him in, like, super long pants. Right. So, she says... Like, um, like um, leggings, like he's in a workout video from the 80s or something. Even that wouldn't cover it. I mean, okay. So, she says, um, 
you know, you know what somebody should make? Well, we, Aaron and I came up with a TM. We trademarked what would be a, a good, like a shower cap that would go around. Yeah. Because yeah. uh-huh. a lot of times the, they want to get out of prison and they want to do it in the shower. Yeah. Right away. Mm-hmm. So they have to have a little shower cap on it instead of holding their leg I out. hate to break it to you. I have one of those. It is not, it's already been created for when I broke my ankle. So it is like a sleeve that it's like a plastic sleeve with no no we want the shower cap to just go over the little part we want it to just we want it to be shaped like the ankle monitor okay okay that's we want it's it to a, be cute it's a very good idea yeah we want it to be cute we want it to be decorative and you slide it right okay. on no that's a um, really good idea thank you so um also i think we could invent a a, a large uh, mouth boot to go on one foot. Where so if you put a boot on, it'll look like you have on normal shoes, but your monitor's inside that. So mm. you can see it. one side, you could just sort of make it bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, they make boots for if you have like an extra wide calf. Mm-hmm. It could be like that. Mm-hmm. Extra wide ankle. So, um, okay. Like Love if you have this. like elephantitis of your foot. Like it would be a boot yes. for, you know. Okay. All right. So you need a whole website that's like accessories <laughs> for your parolee. And or then, your tether. Yeah. Yeah, we need a tether shower cap. We need a tether um, boot. Okay. Maybe like stickers that you could decorate it, make it look cute. Right, something to make it less innocuous, less of a stigma. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so she says, I'm just going to tell them like he's inside if you want to meet him and that'll be his choice. And so she's like, here's what you should wear. And he's she's laying clothes out on the bed. I didn't enjoy those pants that she picked. I don't. I didn't enjoy. I was like, "What are we? It's 1986. What are those ripped all the way down the front? Is that a style? It's new. It's like coming back. Where you? It is? Ba- it's like basically you have like less than a yard of thread that's covering your whole lower half because there's so many holes in it. I don't yeah, understand. Like, I'm okay with like a hole here and there. No, but like all like, the way, sh- yeah. like shredded. Yeah, all the way down? it's literally shredded all the way down. I don't know. I didn't enjoy. Maybe that, it is. I feel like she has the trends, like because she has the necklace that has the initial on it that mm-hmm. was really in last year. So I mm-hmm. feel like she's on top of the trends. So I feel like it probably is in. Okay, it probably is, and we just don't know. So um, you know, my husband shops at you know J Crew Outlet. So um, so she's like, um, you know, she's trying to tell him what to wear. He doesn't like that. You could tell he's like, okay, I don't want to wear that. So she says, okay, but you know, my dad doesn't play about me like at all. So we've got to be serious. He's like, God, you, you stop making me so nervous. So dad and Jackie, her half-sister, come over. And um, she says, like, yeah, Ray's right inside. He came over to visit me uh, permanently. So uh, y'all, come <laughs> in, y'all come inside to meet him. Ray comes in. They come in. Ray shakes hand. Very nice. Very He's got great manners. You know, you could tell he's had a great upbringing. And he um, he tells them, I just want y'all to get to know me and and know what I'm about. You know, and like sort of like what his dad said, like, you can judge me, but go ahead and get to know me first. Right. Mm-hmm. And the dad says, um, you're a really young man. And I think you could turn it around. You're really young. You've got you know time. And Ray says, yeah, first thing I want to do is like, I really um, want to get back to work. And the dad asks, how do you think this federal offense will affect you? And he says, well, I just want to get this ankle monitor off. I want to start fresh. And dad says to to the producer, goes like, I'm going to be damned if any man hurts her again or puts hands on her ever again. So I have to be really watching anybody. Mm-hmm. And Jackie, sa- Jackie says flat out, you make a good first impression, but I can't go off first impressions. Like you can't tell a book by its cover. And I have to be sure Brittany doesn't go what she went through before. And they're really, real honest with him for not knowing he was going to be there. Yeah, they, they, they know, handled pre- it yeah. so well. I think so, too. 
So she's like, well, we have something else to tell you. And um, he's just going to be staying here for his home confinement. And uh, Roland, Roland doesn't really say much behind his back. He pretty much says it all to his face. And he says, um, I don't want her to be taken advantage of. We, we only want, you know, what's best for her. And Ray says, I have a good foundation and I really want you to meet my parents so you can know that my parents will tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. My parents are not going to let me take advantage of a woman. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I loved that too. And I was kind of like, he's so right. Like, he if has they met a whole the parents, team of people yeah. that will call him out if he's acting bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the parents don't know this because she didn't have them all come over, you know, together. Right. And um, Ray says, I really wanted to meet you so I can just tell you what my plan is and, and so you could get to know me. And Jackie goes, Well, I don't like it because she's working two jobs and you just stay at home. And Ray says, all I can do is show you my loyalty and show you my actions. Yeah. And my actions will speak louder than my words. And then dad says, okay, all right. You know, people fall down, but it's how they get up I love that makes that. the man. And I'm going to wish him well. And Brittany's like, oh, I love dad. that. I almost start crying. Go dad. Like, that was the, you know, sometimes dads can come out with some stuff like that. Yeah. People fall down, but it's how they get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, that's beautiful. <laughs> um. So Brittany says she, you know, feels this is a really good step in the right direction and Ray has to prove it to her and to them. And um, Roland says to the producer, you know, he's not bringing anything to the table, but he's I'm old school, you know, like show me, show me, show and tell. He says show and tell. (laughs) Um, And he goes, no, I'm not going to tell your mom. I'm not going to tell my mom I was over here, whatever. Uh, Because she's like, I'm sure you're going to tell mom. He's like, no. mm -mm." Well, I think she was saying could you maybe put in a good word for mom? Uh, He was like, no, I'm not going to do that. You have to do that. Yes. He's like, you know how your mom is. She's going to make her own decision or whatever. Um, Okay. So then Ray gets his ankle monitor off. I was like, that was quick. I I don't understand the timeline on this show at all. I was like, did he? Because we just had eight days. Yeah. So he didn't have it in the halfway house unless he did have it in that. But it seems like he, when he got it on, he just showed it to me. He was like, I had to get this thing. So it seems like he would have to have it for at least a month. Yeah, it was very strange. I don't think it was like nine days later he got it off. I mean, I, we, what, we don't know. We never know about. We never know what parole, probation. We never know what anything means mm-hmm. on this show. And people have reached out and told us exactly what it means, and then we're like, "Thank you for telling us," and then we forget. Yeah, ex- um, <laughs> exactly. So Ray finally gets his ankle monitor off, and they're going on like a real date, and they're excited. Like he's like, oh, all the times we talked about going to restaurants, and he's being real sweet. And he said, and he's got on some more ripped jeans. These are black, and uh, he says, "Yep, yeah, I can't wait. Like I'm gonna start looking for a job right away. Like I'm, that's what I'm doing." And he says, "You know, I look, I look forward to being a provider. I look forward to like bringing things home and surprising you." And she was like, mm-hmm, "Now you're talking, okay?" Um, and I like how she's not like. Yeah, you will. Or, you know, she's just like, I love that. That's so nice. You know, they just seem to have a... I disagree. Because she was like, like, gifts? Yes, gifts. Oh, we are on the same page. I'm so glad to hear that you're going to be buying me things. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, 
I, I believe in their love. I'm 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 saying I'm saying four years down the road, they're Brittany Marcelino. They're a success story. This is what I'm saying. I wish that for them, but I do. I, I can hardly say that about anybody on the show. I know. So, I'm, so I'm gonna when, let you have this. I'm gonna let you have this. When there's one, I get real excited. Yeah, I understand. Real excited. I like my husband comes in the room and goes, "Are any of these people still together?" Right. And I'm exactly. like, hmm. I'm like, some of them have died. He's like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So no, in that case, no. Um, all right. So he's, I didn't blah, like blah, that blah. they were ordering salads. By the way, that really turned me off. I was like, get some like pasta or something at this nice restaurant. Oh well, maybe it was a maybe it was an appetizer salad. You think that was their meal? It looks like a meal, like but I don't know. Maybe they're healthy people. I don't understand. Maybe maybe they're trying to watch their calories. I don't know. Um, maybe they're on a budget. So um, she starts talking about you know like yeah, we also have to kind of talk about the babies and stuff because I'm I'm getting old and I don't want to be a forty year old mom. And he goes, all that, right, uh, that cut to the that cut me that cut yeah that cut you. Uh, and he says. Uh, all right, let's think about it then. Like maybe in a year, babies, and then maybe like get married in like three years. Because she kept saying like, I could want it crystal clear, like a ring, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh huh. And um, oh, and yeah, she was like a one one large stone. Like she's kind of telling him exactly what kind of diamond she wants. Sure. Well, that's okay. fine. It's that's fine to communicate those things. So um, he says maybe babies in a year and marriage in three years, and she goes, well. You know, that's kind of doing it the opposite way. And I think both of our families, you know, aren't going to like that if we do that the opposite way, since they're both pretty traditional. Mm -hmm. And she goes, but what about the whole, like, being engaged? And then she goes, I don't want a hush ring. And I was like, I've never heard that. I've never heard that. It's a good term. Yeah. I like that. Take this ring and hush. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, listen, here's the thing. I want to do it right. We don't have to rush anything. I want to be able to buy you the ring you want. Like, I don't, we don't have to, like you know, rush it. And then I get a ring that you don't like. And it's a hush ring or hush ring, hush and rush. I don't know. So she goes, all right, what do you want to do? And he goes, I just want to go bowling. <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. I love that's that. Good. That's, a, that's a goal. You can I just accomplish. don't want her to overwhelm him with too many things. I know you I know. get out of prison and you're probably pretty amped to get going and you have all this motivation. But if you go at it full throttle, like the prison um, parole, parole, what's her, the corrections officer and her like he came out like, I'm going to do this. You built this empire. I'm going to get a job. Oh, if you come uh-huh. at it too fast, too gung ho, then mm. you feel slowly burn out and then you're playing video games on the couch yeah so, and then i think you then i think you kind of panic yeah because it's overwhelming because it's, it's too much mm-hmm. yeah you have to do you know one step at a time mm-hmm. one day at a time sometimes one minute at a time like lisa says mm-hmm. um so he after the bowling thing he says i just can't wait to get a job save up for a ring and pay my restitution and show that i'm a man of my word mm. love him love him love him. Like, if, if something bad happens to Ray, I'm going to be devastated. Yeah, because I really love Marty's, I am rooting too. for him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go to Anissa, Jeff, and Kyle. So, uh, Jeff's doing a porch workout, and, uh, he's charging his, and uh, charging his ankle monitor. And Anissa goes off with Penny, and she says, um, I've been very upset because Jeff had this kid, and he not tell me about that kid. 
Now, on the couch, Jeff gets a random call for his parole officer saying, like, random call, you know, random checkup. And he goes, like, can you believe that? They just tried to trap you. Trap you. <laughs> no. I was like, They're no, doing I, their jobs to make sure think, you're following the rules. I think they're making sure you where you said you were. Okay. Um, so, he says, over the last few days, Anissa has been acting differently. And he, then he sits with the computer. He goes, I love technology. This is the best thing of being out of prison. And he's trying to get her left. Now, remember, he's been in prison 11 years. Yeah. Now, only a few days out here and there to, like, do some meth under the highway bridge and then go right back in. <laughs> right. Um, he didn't so, have time for online shopping or creating mm-mm. a social media account. He didn't even know about, like, a flip phone, much less, like, an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So he says, I love technology, and this has been the best thing about getting out. And so he keeps trying to type in the password. He goes, she changed the password guarantee. Like, it it won't work. I wonder what she's hiding from me. Every time she goes in here to this dresser and I come in, she acts real sketchy. I'm going to go look through the dresser. So... I don't know how real this is or if the producer says, like, it it's weird. It felt a little stage to me. The producer was like, hey, you're not the rocket scientist we thought you were, so <laughs> you should probably go and look through her dresser since she left, yeah. right? Yeah. So he goes through the dresser, and he finds a cell phone that's on. It's an old phone, but it's on for some reason. It got, doesn't have much battery, but it's on. So he opens it up, finds some names on it. And he only recognizes the name of Kyle, but there's some other guy's names on it. And then she has logged in some pictures of other dudes that were in jail that she went to see. And some sexy granny panty photos, which is all I could ascertain from the photos. Yeah. And who took the photos? I don't know. And he says, he ain't going to stand for it. Now... Anissa and Penny are looking for flowers for the wedding. They're just, like, looking Why? for a yard. Why? Like, she's just found out he has a kid, and he's lying to her, and she doesn't trust him, but they, she's still got to pick out those flowers. Three months away. Yeah. You might want to do it a little more seasonally. Yeah. Like one week before. Yeah. Because you're picking out, like, hanging flower baskets for your porch. Like, what's happening? Right. This is just an excuse for them to go somewhere outdoors to talk because uh-huh. of coronavirus. So... She says, yeah, we're looking for the flowers because in three months when he gets that... See, three months ankle monitor three months when he gets his ankle monitor off for three months we're gonna have the wedding and she's talking she goes i spent about 9k so far he spent that on my debit card it's my debit card penny i can't cut it up and i don't know i mean get another debit card i i I found out something he's hiding it's a pretty big secret and then i just thought what else is he hiding okay it's a kid and penny goes what Penny goes, it's not going to get better. It's just going to progress. It's just going to progress. And she's like, yeah, you're right, Penny. Let's go. So Anissa gets home. And when she walks it walks in, he is staring at her like a full-blown, methed-out, cracked-out psycho. Yeah. Oh, it's like, terrifying. He's got, yeah. He's got like the one eye and the mm-hmm. one tooth. And he's just like staring at her. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, uh, uh, she goes, yeah, you know, Kyle and his girlfriend are coming over later. And he goes, What's wrong with you? Well, I was sad to hear that Kyle had a girlfriend, first of all, because I have been shipping Kyle and Anissa. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm not. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I don't think she's had sex with him either. I don't. I don't think so either. I don't. And um, he keeps saying, what's wrong with you? And she goes, what do you mean? He's like, I can tell something's wrong with you. You need to tell me what it is. And she goes, what's she talking about? And then she comes over and said, is there something you need to tell me? And he says, tell me what's wrong with you. They just keep and, flipping the script yeah, on each yeah, other. Yeah. And she goes, you want to tell me what's going on with you and Kyle? I'm going to leave here today. I'm going to cut this ankle monitor and walk out. 
And she, and she goes, you guys can't see what Mary Payne is doing, uh, but her jaw is like unhinged and uh-huh. one side is like several inches lower than the other side, <laughs> which is exactly how he talks. Well, if you're going to do the voice, yeah. gotta, <laughs> you have to do the mannerisms as well. Yeah. I'm a method actor, Kimberly. Yeah. 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 And thank God no one can see me because I'm not like, not like I'm my best. So, um, and she goes, "Uh, Kyle is my friend. That's it. You think you should tell me now about you having a kid? And he says, who told you that? That Kyle, he's a punk ass bitch. Um, All right. So, Kyle drives up and says, um, Oh, God, because the producer has come up to the car and tells Kyle, um, you know, you're in I danger. Guess, yeah, I think that all this sort of happened at the same time. But Kyle knows he can stand just outside the property line and Jeff can't get him <laughs> because know. of his tether. Right. He's like he's like Uncle Bo with the shot collar on the farm. Right. He just runs along the fence line like he can't he can't leave his tether. So. Kyle's talking to the like, oh, God. And uh, Jeff says, I don't care if he got a gun or a knife or a stick. I'm going to kill that punk-ass bitch. Now, security is holding Jeff back. And that's when he says, like, calm down, Bubba. Yeah. Um, What? Is this is this uh, WeTV security? Because this guy was, like, half my size. Yeah, it's like, not yeah. good. Because, like, the security on Jersey Shore, family, re- like, all uh-huh. of those, is, like, a huge, large, bald black guy. Like, huge. Yes. Like, 300 pounds. Like, like the one they had at uh, Chuck's house. Yes. Chuck and it, Andre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was, uh, this guy, like, and he breaks free and runs, too, at one point. Like, like the funniest little run. And the security's like, oh, I lost him. Yeah. <laughs> I lost and him. And he's... And, and and Jeff is uh, yeah Jeff is uh, is is front heavy. He's front. Yeah, he the, is. He's, I wonder he doesn't like topple over. So um, Jeff is furious and he's like punk ass bitch, you punk ass bitch, blah blah blah. And then Kyle's like, I will shoot him right here between the eyes. I'm that like, was a little oh aggressive. <laughs> I was like, okay, Kyle. Yeah, we liked you. Calm down. Take it Calm back. down. Take it down a notch. So Anissa says she's staying in the house. Okay, goes, I kind of lost respect for her in this point because Kyle was her friend. He was loyal to her by telling her the secret. And she's yeah. like, they have to work it out on their own. I'm not getting involved. Good luck to them. I'm just going to well, watch from the windows. Anissa may also have some charges we don't know about. She didn't want to go to jail when the neighbors call the cops. That's true. That's true. She's going to pretend she doesn't know. So Anissa says she and Kyle are only friends. They have never even so much as kissed each other. So um, Kyle runs out of the car, charging towards Jeff, because Jeff is calling him punk-ass bitch. And he goes for him. And then they just boom, 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 start punching. Where that security guy's like, well, I'm out. Like, yeah. I did my job. I right. did my I did the best I could, kind of. So some other dude in a flannel, not this not the other this guy, but who's the producer, I guess, pulls Jeff off. And then this is like... The neighbor's going to call the cops. You know, they're both ex-cons. And if they call the police, I mean, he's going to have to go back to that halfway house. And I'm not going out there. Jeff now starts she throwing two by fours. She started all this by admitting mm-hmm. she knew about the secret. She like he, he keeps saying, I was going to tell her in five minutes. She gave you ample opportunity. A <laughs> couple of days. Yeah. Not a couple of days. Now, I was going to tell her in five minutes from now. <laughs> five minutes from I now. I had it scheduled. My phone was going to beep, and that was the time. And she just Technology. To I know. Technology is great. I had it scheduled. On my Apple Watch, I ordered from the <laughs> online shop. <laughs> so Jeff is throwing two by fours around the yard and the security's like, calm down, Bubba. And I was like, he's going to get a splinter in his belly. Mm-hmm. So 
he comes in and uh just like all of a sudden now it's calm and he tells Anissa, I hate talk to that woman but this says she had the baby. She sent me a Facebook message when I was in the half house. I don't even know. But let me tell you what, I found your old phone with the lingerie photos. That's it, October 2019. He's good at technology now. He mm-hmm. figured out screenshots and he figured out timestamps. How to stamps. find a date. Yeah. He knows timestamps. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to click on a picture and figure out when it was taken. Like, if it wasn't on my phone and, like, under the heading of the date. Um, And he has nothing else to do. He has got online courses. And so um, he ordered a computer programmer from Amazon that showed up at his door to help him. (laughs) So um, he says, um, I found those pictures from October 2019. And she goes, we were not back together at that time. I thought it was over. And I thought I was never going to get my wedding or my dreams or the man of my dreams. And you broke my trust by not telling me about that kid. So how could I trust you again? And he goes, you mean that about the man of your dreams? I was like, what just happened? There was like so a fight in the yard and I'm going to shoot you between the eyes. And now they're in here talking about their wedding flowers again. I don't understand and these type of people. He says, I got to build up that trust to work on it. And she says, he's probably lying about other stuff too. Maybe this is the end. But I was like, probably not, because I think we're going to have to see you next week on Life After Lockup. I'm not sure. And she has this wedding vision board up that makes me just so sad. I've decided that I'm going to put up a vision board for getting to 10,000 followers on Instagram. Yes. Because it apparently works for you. (laughs) You And it has not worked for me. Can you tell your 10,000 followers yes. on Date with Dateline to follow me? I will. I did it in my stories, but I'll do a main post. How about that? I, I only need seven of your 10. Okay. Because we're, we're almost to three. I'm working out. I'm going to I could probably it. recruit some family yes. members to make up the difference. Listen, I had to shamelessly beg for those 10,000. So I will do the same for you. Someone wrote on our... Um, on our, I think it was our Hey Bunky Facebook group, right? I've never been so invested in checking anybody's numbers more than I check your pink shade numbers. <laughs> and said, so you're, almost to, you're almost to 3,000. I go, I need 10. Oh, they were like, so oh, cute. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they thought three was going to get, I go, no. And then you did your first swipe up as a link to Dateline. I thought. And I was like, I, claps. I mean, they are where claps. we come from. They are our bread and butter. Yes. So I wanted mm-hmm. to pay homage to them and they really they thought it was really sweet so i bet they did yes i love that okay let's go on to um, the best storyline ever is rachel and doug all right we get um another little i don't know if you saw this point out you have said this is your favorite couple this is your favorite couple this is your favorite storyline about each um couple pretty much um are you here to shame me are you here to help (laughs) are you here to help me are you here to point out my faults. Okay. Ask Ray. It's what I do best. Ray and Brittany are my favorite couple that I have the best hopes for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stan and Lisa are your favorite couple because you like her extensions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really only mean that this is my favorite couple in terms of I root for Dougie. So I have something that is my favorite about each of them. Right. I understand. That. Okay. I understand. Yeah. Okay. I should be more clear. <laughs> I should be more clear, and I shouldn't place favorites on everybody because then it makes everybody less special, right? If everybody gets a gold star, the gold star is not special. Right, right. Right? Okay. But Or on the other hand, you're not supposed to rank your favorite child, so maybe it should be more like that. Like, they're all my favorites for different reasons. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Except for Stan and Lisa. They're really not my favorite people because I, f- I find him appalling. <laughs> he is appalling. Yeah. Um, and also Donate and um, and Tia and Nicole Sr. and Nicole Jr. Yeah. <laughs> we only like Can't Derek. forget Nicole Jr. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> oh. R.I.P. She got a Viking funeral and that is more than most of us will get in That's terms right. of our demise. So It was special. Yeah. So this is, if you were fast forwarding through commercials, you may not have seen Doug talking about his tattoos. I did see that. that you did see that. And I was thinking, because this is when I'm still rooting for them, even though mm. I know all the backstory because of social media. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, he has a lot of tattoos of Rachel and her name. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. He must really love her. I'm an idiot. Mm. You thought that even knowing what you know, you still even thought it was sweet. knowing what I know, mm-hmm. I still fell for it. Well, he's just trying to cover every inch. Yeah. And so um, he's talking about his tattoos. He says it is like an addiction. He loves the feeling of getting a tattoo. We, you know, we hear that a lot. And he um, shows his hand tattoo that's a mask. So if he puts his hand on his face, that I didn't like that. That scared me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was really creepy. Yeah. Um, he shows his Rachel tattoo kind of on his hip bone. And then he has a picture of her favorite teddy bear. And then he has a picture. He has like three or four, and he also has Rachel on his wrist. Yeah. He also has a big spoon on his finger because he's the big spoon and she's the little spoon, obviously. Yeah. They are more like a serving spoon and like a, a ladle spoon. Yeah. yeah. Like a ladle and a pickle. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. I think so, every time he is cheated on her, he has gotten a tattoo just to like make himself feel better. Mm, that's, yeah. Well, his whole body would be covered. That's covered. true. So, um, Rachel's, so we we open up with, she's all mad. And she says, I've just found out he's been cheating on me the whole time. She's throwing the ring in the yard. I'll throw this piece of shit in the yard. So the next day, the producer drives up and she's digging through the yard looking for it because she wants to get some money out of it, which is pretty funny. I love that. Um, I was like, he did $5,000 to spend on it. So she could get a couple of thousand off Mm -hmm. of it. Um, So Rachel says, um, Here's what happened. He was going over to his friend Gary's house. And then I just get a text from this Gary's wife, who I don't know, and says, we don't know each other, but I need to tell you, your husband came to my house with some skank, and I caught them in our bedroom. I don't know who this girl is, but he is no longer welcome in our home. He is the biggest dirtball I have ever met. If I were you, I would cut him off and not give him any more money or love. He's not worth it. He left with her, the skank. I'm sorry you had to find out this way, but I know he's married, and what he did tonight in my home is disgusting. If it were me, I pray to God someone would tell me that my husband is a cheating dog. Now, then we flash back. Her. To, we flash back to Crystal going, "He's a dog. Junior's a dog." <laughs> she Crystal spoke right. the truth. Crystal was right. Also, this is dog. this wife not mad at her husband too because he let his dirtbag friend sleep with? his skank in their house oh a dog yeah. just came in hi sadie see yeah go away go 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 thank you i think that um I, I yeah i think she's probably furious at her husband and was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go ahead and then she somehow she got that number how'd she get that number i thought it was a facebook message oh I that's what rachel text. said a facebook oh, she message. Did. yeah because i was like how did she get her number to text her yeah facebook while he was doing it in the bathroom, he picked up Doug's phone. <laughs> so um, she says, um, when he got home, he said, I don't know what that girl said. That was Gary's girl. Gary has this side piece that I was fucking in the bathroom. You know, like he tried to turn it around and she goes, uh, no, uh, I called the girl. 
I went through his phone records because oh. she said, she goes, I own the phone. I went through his phone records and I called the girl and she goes, he reproposed to me two days ago. It blows my mind. It makes no sense. And then she says, yeah, he got mad at me and punched the cabinet door. But he told me I was lucky because he punched the cabinet door instead of my face because he loves me. I don't know if I said that they would be one of the couples most likely to end up on Dateline. But if I didn't, I was wrong. And seriously, that's scary. That was scary. And she, you know, she's not a person that thinks this is okay or anything. She was like, that's really terrifying that he would say that to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, she just really never saw this side of him. Mm -hmm. And she said... Although she should have at the picnic because... Right. Yes. So she says, I let him stay here because he's on tether. He has to be here. So I went to my mom's, assuming she, she took Dougie Jr. and went to her mom's. She says... I've been swindled by the best manipulator I ever met. And when I really think about it, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. And she says, you know, he took all of his shit. He only cares about his stuff. And she walked around. She goes, Dougie Jr. stuff is also gone. That um, is so you know, sad. She goes, he took his Xbox, which is fine because I bought it for him. I wanted him to have it. Um, but they only took their stuff. So you can imagine Doug was probably walking around like, get all your shit. Like, we're leaving it. And poor Dougie Jr. Probably crying. Crying. Yeah. And... She says, it's upset, you know, I looked at him as my son, you know, and she says, all my air has been taken from me, my family, my happy home, my marriage, it's all been taken from me. And then she sort of cries and is like, I feel like I failed. I failed again. I'm never going to be able to get it right, you know. And and, and, this is her second prisoner. Yes. Yes. And, you know, we've all been there, right, where somebody, you know, well, I don't know, everybody has, but I have. You've been there where... You know, a boyfriend or whatever, girlfriend, whatever your situation is, cheats on you. And you feel like, how come it's always me? How come I can't get it right? What's wrong with me that these people cheat on me or treat mm-hmm. me badly? Or So she's taking it all. You know, we know that she's like a super strong woman and she'll pull herself out of it. But for the moment, this is how she's feeling. It's really sad because we it's really have grown so to sad. love her. Yeah. Rachel, call so, us. We will be your conservatorship. I really think I might reach out for her for an interview. Like, I love her. Yeah, love I love her. her. So her mom comes over. We love her mom. And I love that her mom is not like... I told you so. I tell you so. <laughs> yeah. So her mom comes over. Rachel is on the floor maniacally cleaning the bottom of a toilet. And she says... It's I her process. Clean. Mm-hmm. Cleaning is therapeutic. I was like, oh. I God, wish I had that gene. I do too. Yeah. I wish if I got upset, I would just start cleaning. No, shit. I just eat Cheetos. I just lay on the couch and watch Love After Lockout. Yeah. Um, and a mom goes, what's happening with the cupboard here? And then she you know, says about the punching the face and everything. And the mom's like, oh, nice. And Rachel goes, I'm just in shock. I'm just in shock. I, I, I don't know. I feel like a complete idiot. I feel like I was just another number to him, like a girl on his list. And um, mom's, and now I noticed that she put baloney in the cabinet when she was talking. Yes. And I thought, is she... Mm-hmm. And I just thought, well, I'm just going to write that down, right? I didn't right, know. Right, and right. then and, and mom goes, um, you just put bologna in the cabinet. And she's like, I did. She goes, she goes, I don't even like bologna. She was like moving bologna around yeah. to make herself. She had, think about all those nine pound things of bologna she bought. And now she had sliced bologna. Had he gone through those three logs of nine pound bologna? He already? had. It was one of his bees. And he loves those bees. 
And now she's And it kind of represents it. him. So right. it's like, and her mind is so distraught. Like, that was not mm-hmm. staged. She was, no. she was puttering around and just like moving the baloney symbolically, like trying to mm-hmm. put it away in cupboards and getting rid of it. It was, it was intense. Yeah. Yeah. And mom's like, you just put baloney in the cupboard. Let's go outside. Let's take a breather. And the, they talk to the mom and she says, yeah, we saw his true colors. They're black. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, I was like, that is right. It's mm-hmm. like a black heart. Mm-hmm. So um, Rachel goes, yeah, you know, in prison, they all joked, like, he's a used car salesman. And I, you know, didn't quite get that. I was, I was like, don't you want to be a new car salesman? Like, I never really get it. But, you know, his sister and all these inmates were right. Mm-hmm. He's a con man. He's a con man. You know, his sister, she told me. She told me like it was. And when I heard all that, I don't know. I was just living in a fairy tale. And I bought into his fake story. But I have no doubt now that I never even had a marriage. Like, he never gave it a chance. He never had feelings for me. He never loved me. It was really sad. I Because, like I said, I, you know, like I've been there. Like, you've been, somebody's disappointed you like that. Absolutely. I don't know. It just made me so sad. So, the mom says, poor Dougie, little Dougie, has been through so much with his father. And now this. And she goes, where are they? And Rachel goes, and this is like one day later. And Rachel goes, I've, they're living in a camper in Kalamazoo. And um, they show um, Doug on a motorbike with his hair flapping in the wind. Oh, my God. That's, this was my, was you hilarious. know how you had your favorite three moments? Yeah. This was mm-hmm. my favorite moment because it, he looks, it's like a poodle or something. like mm-hmm. it, Or like mm-hmm. a Lhasa Apso because it's like mm-hmm. shaved on the side. And then there's this chunk of hair that's flowing straight backwards and the editors keep zooming in on it and i just it's, loved it he lo- he probably thought he looked so cool yeah he looks so stupid a lot so of stupid. Opposite. i it's took a, a picture it's a great i took a picture a it was amazing mm-hmm. yeah um when you post about it on instagram that you came on here that's the picture you should post yes oh for sure <laughs> for sure actually i'm going to do a side by side of that and lisa's hair extensions so yeah that's because i want people good... to know what we're talking what i what i am railing against that i'm not exaggerating yeah. my focus is teeth and yours is hair yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Um, so Rachel says, I would take custody of Doug Jr. in a heartbeat. Mm. If that's what if that's what he would want and that's what his family would agree to, that's what I would love to do that. And I need to get in touch with a lawyer about that and about a divorce. And then we see the shot of the hair flowing in the wind. Um, now we get uh, we get Doug getting to explain his side. And he says, you know, a lot of people get out of prison and they don't want to settle down right away. But I really did think I was ready this time to be a husband and a father and a role model for my kid, but it was a huge change, and I, and I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for it, but I am not worried at all about being reincarcerated. I know what needs to be done. I'm enjoying my life that I have. I, no, I do not plan on losing it. I don't worry about this at all. Then we see her um, throwing away all the baloney and says, maybe I will date an accountant. They seem nice. They seem steady. I'm never going to date another convict. Okay. Please, one week later, Rachel, we one, will hold you to that. I know. I think I'm going to call her. Yeah. I'm just going to call her. Yeah. Hi. It's Mary Payne. Um, one week later, uh, Doug is talking on the phone while driving, and he's got the phone like down, like looking up his nose. That was strange. Uh, yeah. I was like, is he allowed to drive? And he says um, he wasn't ready to be in a committed relationship while he still had this desire for this other person he had met 10 years ago or something. And he's uh, sorry that he did it, and he wishes her the best. That's what he says. It is like, so 
the platitudes were so unemotional. And yeah. again, like a PR person wrote it for him. It, he's not even heartfelt apology to Rachel, this woman that he tattooed all over his body, supposedly loved, just proposed to. Like, not at yeah. all, no tears for her. Yeah. I, I wish her the best. Like, almost like she did something wrong in the relationship. It's like like you weren't married to her for like two years. Yeah. And she's stepmother and had custody of your yeah. child while you were in prison. Yeah. Like, it, it's not like and she's like bimbo that he met. And the other bees. All the other bees. Um, all right. This is, we see sort of the ending, which I, this is like the best at Love After Lock when they do this. They tell us the ending. It's sort of like a little bit like on Housewives when they're like, you know, um, Lisa Renna is starting up a beauty line. Like they yes. tell you like what everybody's doing. Wait, are we not doing the corrections officer? What? Did I skip it? Hold on. Where? Oh, because we had a whole thing about them. Hold on. Hold on, why didn't I see it? I- I'm literally scrolling, 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 scrolling. We saw it. Scrolling. I don't have it. What did I do with it? Well, we remember what happened. That is crazy. <laughs> I wrote it down and it's gone. You know what I... Thank you so much for saying that. I wonder what I did. I wonder if I like took a break and yep. then like put it on a different page. Yeah. Well, we know what happened. Yeah. Um, okay, let's say what happened. So sh- he, she comes home and follows. And I wrote all these down too. The the word by word. Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> so what, it was like there were hearts on the door in post its, and she, in post-its. she thinks it's listen, the sweetest thing ever. Listen, they were pink. Yeah, it's cute. He, he works with what he had. Yeah. I don't think he can leave the house. Yeah, it's true. No, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. He had to work with the, he only went as far as his tether would go in the yard. (laughs) So he, and then it says like, first go to the place where we kissed, go to the place where we made hot soup, go to the whatever. So she goes around. Go to the place where I'm going to be more spicy in the future. And she's like, the kitchen? But I think she went to the the bedroom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She went to the kitchen, but it was the bedroom. And he had pulled out like a dress and some wedge heels and... Then she took a, says, take a bath and then put this on. So she does. And then she goes to the kitchen, which leads her to like the porch, which leads oh, her to the- Oh, there were Sour Patch Kids. Mm, it was like, yep, go find my favorite candy. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then somehow she gets to the yard where he has cleared a patch, which they did an aerial shot of that. I was like, that's a lot of property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and she, he has put a blanket out there. And he probably had like he probably had it like marked off with like tape like I cannot go past this point. Yes, exactly. Beep 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 beep. Yep. You know, like uh, Uncle Bo, run back yep. to the yard. You're getting shot. So he made a picnic, and he had pickles, two and, jars, and two jars, cheese and crackers. But mm-hmm. it looked like a, a spread from like a supermarket. Like not yeah. even like he cut it up. It was like he got it from the deli section. Yeah, it was. Yes, he did a good job. He had to. Uber eats that shit because yeah, he can't or leave. Instacart, yeah. Yeah. Or the producer brought it. And then he had some pickles. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just gonna try to be better and be more understanding. And they were talking about how they need they really want to um they really want to be able to be together because he's gonna have to go to his brothers or his cousins or something and how it's ridiculous that they can't be together as husband and wife because she's a felon on parole or whatever. Yeah. So she opens the pickles and it's like What's this? And her voice is like, what's this? <laughs> and it was his wedding ring. And then I didn't quite get it. But we, then we remember because he flushed his wedding ring. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so he puts it on. She's like, you going to put that on with the pickle juice? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so 
so weird. The pickle storyline is really. Yeah. It's um, cute. Kind of. It's and that cute. was it. Like he said he was going to try to meet her needs more or something. Is that what he said? Basically. And then she's like, but I mean, we still want to think about the future. I want to get me. Ma- I want to like be together. And I want this part got me. I want to. I thought we were going to raise foster kids together. And I was That's thinking. Right. That's great. That's wonderful. But are two felons allowed to have foster children? Um, Maybe not. She might. Listen. She needs to look into the rules there. I mean, there is yeah. a huge need for it. So maybe they are allowed to. But yeah. It, yeah. It probably depends on what they did. And it probably depends on. And then somebody's going to write me and explain to me because of parole right. and probation and felon and not. And yes, they could or no, they could. Yeah. Somebody's going to tell me. Yeah. I will say thank you. And I will forget it. Remember it for 10 yeah, minutes. Exactly. And then I'll then I will know it at some point. Yeah. Set it and so forget th- it. Yeah, she says she wants to. They want to. They want to build their own home. They want to have. The, you know, they really want to get this life started that they've been planning. And it seems like they're on a good foot. And then we see one week later, um, Rachel's installing security cameras uh, with her two friends. The one friend, the girl with the teeth, and then the guy. They were installing the security cameras mm-hmm. for her. And then Brittany is still waiting on. Oh, and from we Ray. saw. Um- when he's on the motorcycle, he's on the mm-hmm. back of the motorcycle, and he is texting, which seems very unsafe. And he's like reading texts and laughing. And then we see the close up, and it's their conversation. And he's saying, "Okay, I won't reach out to you anymore. Okay, fine, just forget. I won't try to call you anymore. I won't try to contact you." And then she wrote back, "I'm getting the res- the no contact order." And then he's like, "I did not see that. Okay, I'm gone. You don't need to get the order. I won't. I won't talk to you." Oh, I didn't see that. So she's getting the the cameras and she's getting a no contact order. She took the cabinet thing very seriously, which is great. She should have. Yeah. Change the locks. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he has keys Mm -hmm. and codes and all that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Brittany is still waiting on a proposal from Ray. He got a job and he hopes to meet her mom soon because mom will not meet him until he can bring something to the table. And so now he is. So I have high hopes for them. Yes. Okay. Don't say anybody's dead behind the eyes. No, I was really proud that he got a job. I'm really happy for him. Um, Courtney is still married to Josh, but living alone. Josh violated his parole and was sent back to prison for six months. Come on, Josh. Come on. What did he do? Come on. Do you think he went to see her and he wasn't allowed to because she's a felon on probation or... That's probably, hopefully that's hopefully it. Hopefully that was it. Because I feel like they do have this, like, I like I said before, like this Mary Kay Letourneau, like, cannot stay mm-hmm. away, this, like, mm-hmm. intense connection, and they will break all the rules to be together. Yeah. I mean, she said so much. I mean, she's like, it's ridiculous that we're married and we can't live together. Yeah. Okay, Josh, we want it better for you. You and uh, your neck tattoos. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, his I mean, neck tattoos better. He has stars. Right. Stars are good, mm-hmm. and it has he hasn't filled it all the way to the top yet. Yeah, not yet. Um, Rachel and Doug are still legally married. Doug was arrested for violating his parole, and we get that glorious, glorious mugshot. And Dougie Jr. has gone back to live with Rachel. Best news ever. Best and news. People ever. around the world cheered. Um, Stan plans to propose to Lisa soon, mm. and she's still involved in her secret relationship. I was really surprised that we didn't get any conclusion on that, finding out who this person was. They really left us hanging there. Except for next week, we're going to 
they're they're rolling it right into right into the next season. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff was sent back to the halfway house for a parole infraction. It could have been when he left his area from the yard. Mm-hmm. Could have could have been. Um, Anissa's waiting for him to get out so they can get married. And we see um, her like zipping up her wedding dress into a bag. <laughs> keep it safe. You got to keep it safe. Symbolically putting the wedding dress, dress back in the bag. That dress is going to be yellowed and mm-hmm. frayed by the time they actually get married. By the time he gets out and yeah. is another three months on tether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen, they could just get married in the backyard. He can stay in the yard. Yeah. They could just get married right there. Yeah. Um, Donate has left Nicole Jr. behind, but he hasn't given up on Nicole Sr. Ugh. Nicole Eric, and Tia. where are you? Step up. Na- Nicole and Tia are still dating. And guess what I just found? My notes on Courtney and Josh. <laughs> They were right below. So that's what I did. I like went away, like had to take a break and mm-hmm. came back and then I put it in the wrong spot. Um, yeah. Anyway, we already talked and about it. And Tia and Nicole are actually engaged, right? In real life. Yes. Yeah. And I think that when we see that situation with her walking down the aisle in the preview, I, I believe she's getting married to Tia and he's trying to break it up. Like you said, um, the graduate style. Yeah. Wow. Um, what was I kind of messed up about that that whole scene? I felt like Tia was being like a marriage counselor. She really was. She's like, Dante, why don't you say how you feel? And Nicole, you now it's your turn. You say, how did those use your I statements and talk about how that made you feel? Um, being great about it. Like, if you choose him, that's fine. I will walk away. And then Nicole sits down with him and says... I don't want to lose her. I don't want to lose you either. Let's just have an open relationship. He says no, walks away. Tia comes in and says, so I guess you chose me, which she didn't really. And Nicole's like, well, he's not here, isn't he? So I guess that means I chose you, which that's really not what happened at all. She's still manipulating. Except for he was just walking in circles looking for his car. Yeah. So so in fact, he was still there. Yeah, he was still there. It was like the two of them were across like the... um, man-made pond yeah. in the apartment complex yeah. like they were on one side yeah. and he was on the other looking for his cars like there they are damn yeah. you know <laughs> oh my gosh well listen this show continues to be incredible yeah. and you continue to be our correspondent thank you so um, much for having me i'm so i have the best time and life after lockup uh starts up next week but you know what i need to do really quick i need to do some um patreon shout outs to our our pink shade patrons let me tell you what is coming up on Patreon, and you will be interested in this, my friend, for, um, it's coming up next week. It is Jason Jones of the podcast Knock Knock. So he did a podcast a couple of years ago about the murder of his grandmother, who happened to be murdered alongside my friend's grandmother. (gasps) The two women were murdered together. Oh my gosh. He did a podcast about it. So I knew about it like while he was doing it. And then, of course, I took the when I had pain in the pod, when I interviewed yeah. you guys, I interviewed him about it and was very invested, of course, of because course. Of my, my friend's grandmother was also murdered when we were in college. Wow. It has since been solved because of the podcast through DNA evidence. Oh, my God. Wait, what's it called? It's, I have to listen. It's called Knock Knock. I love when a podcast like it's solved because yeah. then I don't like, have to be in now, agony. Now, they were on 48 Hours, like he and my friend Juki, my college friend, talking about her grandmother. Him talking about, him talking about the podcast and it being solved. Oh, my gosh. They, they were on 48 Hours twice. I have to watch that, too. And so it's so funny. when I So I, speaking to him about season two, it's a new case. And so I had him on the Patreon to talk about it. And I'm talking to him. 
and I said, um, so at the end, when I was talking to him, I was like, here's what, you know, we're on the podcast, we're doing this. And you know, my uh, Kimberly's doing, uh, she's from Date with Datelines, we love after lockup. We were just sort of chatting. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm always looking for um, people that can help us get this word out. You know, you've got a friend that works for Dateline. She could help. I go, okay, well, let me, let me, let me explain how that works. Um, <laughs> she has a podcast about Dateline. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh Dateline okay. is listening right now and be like, no, we have very clearly said that we are not <laughs> associated with the podcast. It's so funny because I was like, well, I was like, well, if, if 48 hours knows that you're doing a second one, you know, you, you know, that that they was such a great platform. Yeah. Yeah. But it was so funny. He's like, yeah, we're trying to get the word. Out. They're trying to solve this murder that's like in New York, like in Queens in like 1983. Oh, wow. That's what it's about. And so um, that is going to be on the Pink Shade Patreon. I've already done that. That'll go up next week. I'm subscribing to Knock Knock right now. Yeah, it's really good. It says um, Knock Knock, like the murder of John Balateri or something like that. Uh, And he is a real interesting guy. He um, he's in Nashville in the music business. His wife is also in the music business. And so at the end, I was like, so, you know, this is just how I roll. It's like, you got any good celebrity stories to tell me since you're there in Nashville with all the famous people? He was like, ah, uh, I can tell you two stories that like make me look dumb. I go, I'm not, I go, I don't want you to give me a story that makes a celebrity look dumb. You can make them look good. I just love a celebrity story. Yeah. So he gave me two stories. One's about Kristen Chenoweth uh-huh. and one was about Kelly Clarkson. And um, I was like, those are good stories. He was like, I got hundreds. I was like, I bet you do. Yeah. I, but he's just such a. I do too, but I'm not telling them. Yeah. I have. Um, well, can you tell? You can't tell any. I mean, does, I don't want somebody, somebody doesn't have to look bad in the story. Um, well, I worked for George Clooney for a year in college. And then I worked for Gary Marshall for 12 years. So I've met a lot of celebrities and have a lot of stories. But I've signed NDAs. <laughs> the one story I openly tell is when Shirley MacLaine made me cry because she said that I was hurting her ears because my voice is so high. Oh, and well, Shirley MacLaine, you hurt me. You hurt my feelings yeah, with your belief in your weird stuff. Very so rude. And I went mm. to the bathroom and like cried because she was my hero. Don't have heroes, kids. Um, George Clooney, great guy, great guy, so funny. Just like I do have stories, but I won't tell them because he was like drunk at the time. But he is. He's hilarious and a very nice guy. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine used to be like the personal house assistant for um, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Oh. I was trying to think. And so she, he had lots of assistants. She was the one that sort of managed his homes. Mm-hmm. Right. So if he was going to this home, make sure that things were there and the yeah. house manager there knew what to have at the homes and whatnot. Um, He's gotten in then- trouble recently. Dustin Hoffman? I believe there was a, um, a Me Too situation. Really? Come on. I think it was one. I don't know if it was like a pattern. Um, I can't recall right now off the top of my head. What, well, I'll just echo what you just said. Don't have heroes. Yeah, don't have heroes, folks. Uh, we're just still holding out for Tom Hanks. Still holding out. If Tom Hanks gets Me too I will be crushed. Yeah. He's I mean, a great ha- guy. I can speak from experience because he knows Gary very well. Great yes. guy. Do you know um, Rosie O'Donnell since she was best friends with Penny Marshall? Um, yeah, I mean, I know that she's great. Penny was di- a difficult person, so mm-hmm. um, and also made me cry several times. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone makes me cry. R.I.P. Penny Marshall. I yeah, just Julia lo- I just Roberts love her. never made me cry. Um, That's good. That's good. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. I just love. I love her. 
Like I'm, I just I, we both we said didn't we weren't we talking about that we taped her show like after yes. school and I would mm-hmm. watch it on my VHS tapes loved her yeah for me it was after work you know because I was in my thirties but yeah. you know you're young <laughs> you're young I was a, I was married in my thirties at that point no you <laughs> yes I was no yes I was yes I was I got married when I was um. 32 and I we moved up to DC and I was upset because I was you know, I didn't know how to use the VCR on the TV here and I had to like read the manual and train myself because I was I knew how to do it in my apartment right. in Mississippi and I was like oh, what am I gonna do I got to record Rosie O'Donnell and like yeah. I missed like a week of it when I was on my honeymoon and I was really mad really mad yeah yeah because I loved Rosie I taped Rosie and Oprah every day oh I love that mm-hmm. I love that I'm that girl yeah I'm supposed to do be doing uh yes pa- Patreon, Patreon shout outs, outs. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Just want to shout out for the month of August. Uh, people that have committed to a higher level on the Pink Shade Patreon are a little shadier, Kristen, Jennifer, Katie, and Susan, and you so shady, Betty. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That's awesome, <laughs> you guys. I don't know how we... Um, I mean, Aaron came up with those names a long time ago. We shared the podcast by ourselves. Like, you so shady, a little bit shadier, and shady boots. It's so... <laughs> It's so funny. But you know, over on Hey Bunky, our Patreon levels are like, um, it used to be goddess level for our goddess Tracy, uh-huh. but but we just changed it yeah, since RIP. Yeah. So we changed it to the aunties, okay. which were the aunties on Family Karma that, that we loved. And then we have the highest levels, Nicole's Makeup Store, because unlike Nicole's Makeup Store, you get something for your money. <laughs> we think we're about to change that to Darcy's Vision Board. Oh my God. And then uh, so the other level is Sister Wife for Life. Yes. And, uh, and then the lowest level to join, which you still get everything. Yeah. You still get all the episodes on Hey Bunky is Andre's Rage. Because it's just the low simmering level. Yes. That stays all the time. Yeah. It's all the time. It's low. What keeps us going, mm-hmm. that low level. Mm-hmm. Andre. Andre's Rage. Yeah. Andre's Rage Andre. is always there. I will kick his ass so easily. <laughs> I dropped him one time. I drop him again if he comes to me, Charlie. God. Charlie is such a drunk all the time. He's drunk right now. I take him out slowly. So funny. Ours are Dateline related. So we have like Pillar of the Community. um, Yes. uh, Hometown Hero. Uh Loved Life. Lit Up a Room. Contagious Uh Smile. Like those. Those are ours. I saw somebody tweeted to you the other day something very funny like, my husband just said that my smile lit up a room and I had to look around to see if he was about to kill me. Yeah. Yeah, something well, like that. Because that is the curse of death. Yeah. Yeah. Her, when everyone loved her, her smile lit mm-hmm. up a room. Mm-hmm. She loved They're everyone. on our bingo cards on our website. All of those. <laughs> I love your bingo cards. And I was trying to tell, I was trying to tell uh, Jason when I was talking to him some of your funny things that you do, like Lester the Vester and the Lean King and um, Dennis is Enough and all that. Manky with the hanky. I was trying to tell him and I was like, I was like, they have one for Andrea, but I can't remember. But it's something to do with her pants. Yes. Well, she's Queen Andrea. And then okay. the A is white pants. Like the bottom right, of pants. the A are the legs of the white pants. And, and Natalie I- Morales is the marvelous Miss Morales. Yeah, and I said then they had just added that. He was like, I love that. Of course, he's a true crime podcaster, you yeah. know, and he's like, yeah, he's like, oh, I love all of that. Um, well, we've just done a lot of cross promo, so that's amazing. <laughs> you can follow uh, Kimberly and Katie on Date Dateline on the gram mm-hmm. and the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's how you find their podcast, The Date with Dateline. What what Dateline did you cover this week? Because I always record them. Yes. Uh, so this when is this coming out? This is coming out Monday. So on Wednesday, we will be releasing an episode called Well, He Was Sleeping about a 
Playa, who got uh-huh. played. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-huh. Party, all, with all mm-hmm. due respect. Right. Well, but why well? While. Sorry. I thought you said well. I was like, somebody throwing no, down Katie a well? No, Katie makes fun of me. Yeah. I, I, I mispronounced that word. While. Whilst he was sleeping. While he was sleeping. Yeah. So somebody killed him while he was sleeping. Yes. 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 Okay. Was that on this past Friday? No, Saturday? because the one this past week was involved a baby and a pre- oh, and a, and, a, and it was very sad and we don't cover those. But it was a really good episode, but we just don't cover those. So. So while he was sleeping, we could probably find on the Hulu. On Peacock. Peacock. Yep. Will they give it to us for free or will yes. they make us No, it will be free. It, it, yes. Okay. I'm going to go do that. We always do the ones that people can watch ahead of time. Because, you know, I started to watch that Dr. Death on Peacock because somebody told me to. And then the, and only was, the first four episodes are free. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I'm not going to watch that because it's a lot of bone cutting. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of surgery. Yeah. A lot of blood on the floor. Yeah. A so lot of, I, like, I, hammering I, into nails mm-hmm. into bones, and it was very mm-hmm. disturbing. Yeah. But it has started wa- my boyfriend, Joshua Jackson. So I have to watch. Uh, well, I started to watch it, and a lot of bone hammering, a lot of blood on the floor, a lot of tink, 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 yeah. tink, tink into somebody's spine. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I heard the podcast. I think I'm out. Yeah. I know what happens. Yeah. I know I think I'm out. Yeah. So, all right, guys, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with Life After Lockup, you know, season 12, episode 306, however <laughs> they say it on the And remind me of TV. the one couple that I don't know that I'm going to have to bone up on. Sorry, no pun intended. Well, it's not. It's not Brittany and Marcelino. No, but if you didn't, see oh, them it's last the season, lady Lacey, right? The girl with the lips oh, and the two God. guys, right? I, I don't. It's, I'm not totally familiar with her um, situation, but I can't okay. think I can catch up. I think you could. I could sum it up in two sentences for you. You ready? Yeah. Lacey used to be with Jean. <laughs> And then while he was in prison, she met another prisoner named Shijane. <laughs> and now she's married to Shijane. And they had a baby by IVF because her tubes were tied because she already had three kids. Oh. They also were doing the anal on OnlyFans before it was cool. Oh, wow. They'll just stick it right in for the OnlyFans. Wow. They do, what are they going to do, do now that OnlyFans has changed? They'll have to go over to a different porn platform. Yeah. But that's what that's their job. Yeah. So well, it's fine. Right. No, respect. Fine. Uh yeah, I don't know if he knew that coming out of prison, but she picked him up and uh they got married and Shijan came out and he was mad that she married a different guy. There's been lots of fights between the two. Shijan is hot AF. Ooh. Shijane, not so much. She picked the not hot one. She did. Oh. He has has bad teeth. He has spray on Joe Gorga hair. Mm. Um, he has some looks like infected nipple piercings. Not not cute. Mm. Not cute. But she did have a baby with him. So I look forward to this. Yeah. Just know that there's Shijan and there's Shishan. Okay. And she can't say either one because of her lips. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. So we'll talk to you next week. Yay. Bye. Okay, bye.
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.